Fluffy and Fizzy Sports Lounge is a member of Pulse Podcast Network. Good Friday afternoon, folks. This is Drew Fluffy Coates. And Philip Fizzy Barton. And welcome to Fluffy and Fizzy Sports Lounge. How are you doing today, Barton? <laughs> I'm doing good, man. New year, man. Time to get things kicked into high gear. National Championship, uh, NFL playoffs, ready to roll. Yep, like uh, Fizzy just said, uh, we're winding down the college football season, so you know, we're going to start talking more into more, uh, you know, uh, NFL and probably get into more other sports later down the road. But, you know, we're going to be more primarily as a football, like all around pretty much football podcast. But once college football gets started back up, we'll get right back into college football again. But we do have the game coming up on Monday Monday night. Yes, we do. Oh, man, it's good. And, you know, it's probably the game we all were looking forward to at the beginning of the season anyway. The game we all expected, at least. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Everybody saw this coming. It was basically a freight train of two trains that's going right at each other. And, you know, we're about to, we're about to see what goes down on Monday night. So, uh, if you're new to the program, we talk about three things. We talk about beer, cigars, some good old college football. And right there, other Barton. sports. <laughs> yeah, as soon as, like, after, basically after the season goes, we're going to have to, like, you know, yeah, get we'll, some, we'll, we'll get some filler. Yeah, we'll branch, we'll branch out. <laughs> <laughs> but whenever college football comes back around, you know, that's going to be our primary focus on this show. So yeah, that's right. Just so, just so you guys are understood what, we're, what our program's going to be about. But, you know, college football doesn't last, you know, as, as much as it pains us. We wish it could last all year. <laughs> It just sadly does not last all year. So, you know. <laughs> so, let's get things started off with the beer here. What, are you, what kind of beer are you drinking today there, Barton? Uh, I'm drinking a, a local beer from uh, actually my hometown, Lancaster, South Carolina. It's uh, mm-hmm. from Benford Brewing. It's an Irish honey ale. It's, uh, it's basically got a little – it's basically got a taste of, a you know, your typical pale ale. Uh, a little bit of honey flavor to it. Uh, reminds me a lot of, like, a summertime beer, but uh, definitely a good drink. Definitely a good uh, – good beer to pick up yeah well I, i'm not drinking a beer right now but i'm about to go to the brewery here in a little bit on fridays i me and the wife tend to go to young veterans brewing company but i'm not gonna always mm-hmm. i'm not gonna, <laughs> i'm not gonna always sponsor that that beer every week i'm gonna have to get a couple six packs of something else but i'm gonna talk to you guys about uh the one of their uh flagship beers called k ration it's a cold style beer it's very light. It's less than 5% alcohol, but it's very tasty. It's very, like, it's one of those beers you could drink probably six or seven. You could drink a whole six-pack and be, you know, not feeling really super buzzed. Yes, you're, still you're going still, to the game, as we say. Yeah, still going to the game, <laughs> you know, not, like, puking in the parking lot after that six-pack kind of feeling, so. <laughs> <laughs> so what kind of uh, cigar are you going to pair with that uh, beer there? So I'm going back. I, I've talked about Alec Bradley before on the show. I'm going mm-hmm. back with an with another Alec Bradley. This is the Tempest. It's a full body cigar, um, natural wrapper. Well, Honduran natural wrapper. Um, this it's got like a a woody, nutty flavor to it. It's a long, peppery finish. Got a little touch of sweetness there at the end, but um. It's a really good cigar. It got a 94 rating, and it was, if I'm reading this right, was named the number five cigar of 2017. Oh, nice. So it's a, it's a very good cigar, but a full one. It is, it is full. It is very full body. So, you know, if, you, if you're not a full body person, 
this may be one to steer clear of, but yeah, um, all that's in, a good, all that's going to be very a good, good, very good cigar. Yeah, that's that's going to end up being a cigar you're going to burn for about two a couple hours at that point. Oh, just... oh yeah, this is definitely one you, you when when you smoke it, it's for me it's going to well I don't know what I'm going to do now football season's over I was going to say after a special occasion or something like that but uh but uh yeah you're going to get good burn time with it. Okay, yeah I'm uh I haven't smoked it yet but a buddy of mine last week gave me a Monte Cristo. Oh yes. Oh yeah, and he left the 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 moron left the freaking uh price tag on there. This is the forty dollars cigar this dude got me. Whoo! And I'm sure he didn't spend forty dollars to just give it to me, but I mean that's that's a pretty dang expensive cigar. But mm-hmm. Monte Cristos are I've always very I've always enjoyed a nice Monte Cristo. Mm-hmm. It's not a full it's not full body. It's a half body. It's it's gonna burn for but I'm gonna make it burn real nice for that's my. <laughs> I'm gonna make it burn nice and slow tonight. Yeah, you know? forty so, forty dollar cigar. You take your time smoking that. Oh one. yeah, you don't you don't <laughs> you don't rush that. There's there's no rushing of that. So you know, <laughs> you got with, with these good cigars that you get like that. You gotta kind of take your time with it on those. So uh, so we got the beer. We got the cigars. We're done. We're we're, we're finished up our pregame. We're finished the pregame. Now it's game, now it's game time. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Like and like we said, uh, there's uh, there's one college football game left. I lost the, you know, the bull challenge between me and Fizzy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he will delegate the punishment when we uh, recap the bull season. <laughs> yeah, um, excellent. <laughs> so, but before we get into the national title, uh, big news coming out today. Uh, Justin Fields, you know, the backup quarterback in Georgia, you know, he's a five-star recruit, you know, want, he got some playing time this year. He's uh, decided to transfer to Ohio State. He's going to enroll at Ohio State next week. How do you feel about that, Barton? Um, I, I believe, I, like when I texted you, uh, worst kept secret in the country. I think uh, everybody kind of just knew where he was going. Uh, I don't really have a feeling about it one way or the other. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, good luck to the kid. But like I said, it it was no surprise when it when it came out that he was going there. Yeah, he uh he had like three schools on his list. He had Ohio State, Oklahoma, and then he had uh Florida State were his top three choices. Mm-hmm. And I thought out of all of those three choices, I thought Oklahoma would have probably been the best bet because you know Kyler Murray's definitely probably not going to be there next year. Yeah, you know he would definitely be handed the starting job. Not to say he can't win it at Ohio State, but like I I said previous on previous on a previous show before is uh he's got a battle with Tate Martell mm-hmm. and. And Dwayne Haskins hasn't even decided if he's going to stay or not. Like he's still on. They still haven't decided if he he still hasn't decided if he's going into the draft or not. Now he's probably going to end up going into the draft, especially with the performance he had in the Rose Bowl. But like I don't know what for me I don't know what what this kid's thinking is. I'm I would want to go to a powerhouse. I would prefer going to a powerhouse like Oklahoma, where I know there's they're already trying to replace the guy behind them, or that was their uh, Heisman Trophy quarterback. Yeah, and they already have a guy who's a five star recruit in Tate Martell. Like this kid's thinking to me is not, not the right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I I I can see where you're coming from. I understand that. You know, this the, he's basically transferring Ohio State to right off the bat be third string. You know, yeah. if Dwayne Haskins doesn't come back, which you know we assume he's going to go to the draft. Yeah, but, but you know, as of right now, he's basically transferring to be third string. When he could transfer to Oklahoma and you know be, uh, be, be, be the pretty guy. Much, yeah pretty much be penciled in as a starter right off the bat yeah. you know just depending on what happened through the spring and fall camps but mm-hmm. yeah um 
other than that, I, I, like I said, I just wasn't surprised that he went to Ohio State. And I mean, I mean it's know. not the fact that I was surprised. <laughs> it's not the fact that I was surprised. It just it puzzled me of all the choices that he even even Florida State, you know, would have been a better choice than than going to Ohio State, you know. Uh. But but if he thinks he has the talent to beat out like a guy like Dwayne Haskins, if he decides to stay, or or uh, Tate Martell, you know. Good on yeah, him, more but, more know, power to him. <laughs> but I will say that Tate Martell has a lot. He has a full year under the system. He got some. He got some critical playing time. That is going to be that coach's guy, you know, going into fall, uh, spring camp. And that's just my that's just my thinking going into this whole situation with him is that, you know, he tried he tried to see if he could bake, uh, beat out Jake Fromm, and now he's going to try to see if he could beat out another guy like Tate Martell. You know, it's just to me, it's not looking like he he's. It seems like he's thinking his talent is better than he than he thinks. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I can. I, I definitely see that. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna get into this national title game. You know, number one Bama versus number two Clemson. It's been one and two this whole season. Yeah. You know, and it hasn't even been really a close debate about who who the number one number two team is, and they're both fairly even across the board. So, give me your matchup to watch for the game. Give me, you know. Cornerback versus receiver, quarterback versus you know middle linebacker. Give me your uh, matchup to watch for this game coming up on Monday. Uh, I'm going both offensive lines for Alabama okay. and for Clemson. Um, these are by far and away the best defensive lines I think that e- either one of them have faced. Uh, I think Clemson is a little bit better. Now we'll mm-hmm. we'll see. You know they didn't they didn't hurt too bad in, in against Notre Dame without Dexter Lawrence. We'll see how that plays out against um, against Alabama. But I think that the team whose offensive line can hold up the best because I think they're both going to get theirs. They're both going to get in the backfield. They're both going to make mm-hmm. plays. But the team that can hold up the best probably wins this game. Now to me, who's it more important? Defensive line plays well is Clemson. Simply yeah. because their secondary has been shown to to be susceptible. They they haven't you know if you could say I mean it's hard to pick a weak spot on a defense only giving up sixteen points a game, but yeah. but if you had to pick a weak spot, I would say their secondary would be it. And you know if that if that defensive line can't get back there and can't get on Tua the way they love to push the ball vertical, it could be mm. it could be a long night for uh, the Clemson secondary. But I'm definitely watching those two. They're both the offensive lines for Clemson and uh, for Alabama are the two that I'm that I'm going to be watching. Yeah, I'm there with you, but I'm going more in depth with that with that kind of matchup. I'm going Jonah Williams, the off, uh, offensive tackle from the junior offensive tackle from Bama, mm-hmm. and I want to see him go up against uh, Kellen Farrell. Cleveland uh, Farrell, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I can't can't pronounce his name <laughs> to save the life of me, but he's the junior defensive end of Clemson. Both of which are two time All Americans. You know, that's what you – that's the matchup I want to see. Two All-Americans going at head-to-head. Two, two first-round picks. Yeah, they're both definitely going to be first-round picks. Uh, Pharrell has 11 and a half sacks on the season. And Williams has been dominant since he came into the starting lineup for Bama. Like, that's where this game is going to be won at, where can Williams hold up against Pharrell. And it's – I think that's the matchup to watch for the whole game. It's, it's, it's very rare to see – you know, a high high profile game like built up like this, and you you're more focused on the the uh, the trenches. Yeah, but this but this is definitely going to be that game where you're going to want to look at the trenches in this game. Well, uh, let me ask you this: you can only pick one player 
Um, if you want to pick one for for both teams, we can do that. But mm-hmm. if you got to pick one player who's got to play well for each team to win, who are you going with? Well, it, it, man, that's that's really hard. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna have to say Trevor Lawrence mm-hmm. just just for the fact that he's got a he's a freshman and he's going up against a very experienced Bama defense, you know, and he has to be lights out. He has to be just like uh, Deshaun Watson was, you know, both games that he played in the national title game against Bama. He has to be lights out, damn near perfect just for this, because it's going to come down to the wire. Yeah. It's not going to be like last year's Bama Clemson game where Bama just blew him out. No, this one is going to be down to the wire. So I think it's going to ultimately be because, you know, Tua, we've seen Tua do it. So we're not really pressed on seeing Tua do it. Um, coming out, coming under pressure to do it. We're, I want to see how Trevor Lawrence handles the pressure against going against that number one team in the nation and seeing how he does. Yeah, I, I think a big key is going to be getting him into a rhythm early. I know that sounds cliche. You hear that? Yeah. You know, get a team, get a quarterback into a rhythm. But I think in this particular game, it's going to be very important because Clemson, really since he become the full-time starter about, what, week five or so, Clemson's mm-hmm. offense has just rolled. And they have been the better team. In every game they played, it hasn't even been close. But this is a different animal. And, yeah. and you know, you're looking at, you know, people say, well, well, you look at Trevor Lawrence and say, well, he hasn't had that freshman moment. He hasn't had played that freshman game. And, you know, as you watch him play, you say, well, maybe he's not going to do it. But as you pointed out, the past couple times these teams have met, the quarterback, oh, well, if you're not even just the past two times these teams have met, if you look at the past couple of national championships, the quarterback has had to make a throw, has had to make a play to pretty much win the game. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that getting him comfortable is uh, is definitely going to play – is going to be something that Clemson really needs to do because if, if, if he gets in there and he gets rattled and that Bama defensive line with, you know, Quinn Williams and those guys are, 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 are starting to put pressure on him, again, you're starting to look at a long day for, uh, for the Clemson Tigers. Okay, so in saying all this, uh, give me what each team needs to do to win the game. So start off with Clemson. Let's see uh, what does Clemson need to do to to win this game. So as as much as I just said that they need to get Trevor Lawrence into a rhythm defensively, mm-hmm. they need to start fast. They, yeah. you know, Bama, especially. You look at the Oklahoma game. You look at how Bama's played this year. They they jump on people, and I think. That the defense has got to get a, they got to get a few stops early because that's the last thing Dabo Sweeney needs is your freshman quarterback down fourteen to nothing ten minutes into the game. So yeah. I, I just say defensively they got to get off to a fast start. Offensively, just get Trevor Lawrence in a rhythm, get him some confidence. Make, I mean, even if it's just picking up a couple first downs before having the punt, I think I think that's going to play a big and basically just fill the game out. Don't go out mm-hmm. there and try to win it on the second play of the game, you know. Uh, yeah, I'm there. I'm there with you. I think for what they need to do, yes, they don't have Dexter Lawrence, but they still have a very capable defensive line. Oh, and yeah, that defense, Albert. and that defensive line needs to get to Tua Tagovailoa. That's the key of the game for Clemson. They have to. They have to make sure they. They have to see how his uh, leg is doing. They have to see if because he's not. He's not very much a mobile quarterback like Jalen Hurts is anyway. But they still have to, you know, get him uncomfortable, get him out of the pocket. Make him make these hard throws on the run, kind of thing, and test out that leg. You know, if they can do that and get him uncomfortable, Clemson wins this ball game. Yeah, and and to, and to piggyback on that, um, 
that's that's my key to Alabama. Uh, protect Tua. You know, mm-hmm. the complete opposite. They they got to protect Tua. Uh, they they need to do just enough on the ground to keep the Clemson uh, defense honest. But mm-hmm. like I said, Clemson secondary has. If there's a chink in the armor, you know, I would say that that's kind of where it's at. If they can protect Tua, they can have a big day. If they can, mm-hmm. it could be a long night for it the could be a long, <laughs> It really could. And for me, for Bama to win this ball game, I'm going on the almost the opposite thing of what I just said, was basically Bama needs to get to Lawrence. Because, you know, Lawrence is not that mobile quarterback like Deshaun Watson was or even Kelly Bryant is. Um, cause he is, he is your, your typical pocket quarterback. That's what he was recruited as. He was recruited as just a pocket quarterback. So what Bama needs to do, not only as to get him flustered as a freshman, they have to get to him cause he's not very mobile as well. So they, they have to, they have to put the pressure on, collapse the pocket on the guy for them to actually win this ball game. Cause if they just leave him back there, even though he's a freshman, he will pick you apart. Oh yeah. He has shown oh, that. Yeah. He has shown yeah, he he plays well beyond the freshman. He plays oh, yeah. well beyond his years. Yeah, but for them to win, they need to get to the quarterback. Just you know, just get him uncomfortable. Because you know, as much as you know, he's probably played a lot. Uh, he's played a lot as a freshman. He's still a freshman. They still freshmen aren't always perfect. You know, I think the last freshman I saw that was that did not look like a freshman was Adrian Peterson back in like you know two thousand one. <laughs> yeah, that case that dude he was just a full flowed man at that point. And uh, that was the last freshman I ever saw that looked like he was never he he was not a he was not a freshman playing football. So, all right. So, give me your game pick. What's the score? Who wins and everything? Um. So, I did. I got my own little formula that I use to pick scores. That's very it's mm-hmm. top secret. And the formula come out to thirty one thirty Bama. Okay. So I, I'm gonna go with that. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Alabama. But it's like, I mean, in my mind, it's like 51% to 49%. Like, this game is really – this is the toss-up of all toss-ups. But I'm going to go with Bama 31 to 30. Uh, So, if you're you're out there betting, right now I think the spread is at five, five and a half, six, somewhere around there. So, right now if you're out there betting, take Clemson because they're going to cover. They may not win the game, but they're going to cover. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Bama as well. Um, I'm going to go 35-31. Hmm. And it's basically just going to boil down to the who has the ball last. Who is going to make that play? Who is going to have the ball last? And who is going to be able to make that play to decide the game? That's what it's going to end up boiling down to to me. Man, if I call the score of this game, I'm using fizzy secret formula on every game. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got the national title covered now. Um so we're gonna go with the bowl. We're gonna go with a bowl season recap. So okay. who is who is your surprise team, good or bad? Who is your good surprise team in the bowl season? Who is your bad surprise team in the bowl season? Uh, both of mine are gonna be in the SEC. Okay. Um, Kentucky was actually a pre- a pleasant surprise the way they performed wow. against Penn State. I, yeah. I predict- you were. You were smack talking them all last week about that. Game. Yeah, I, I I predicted Penn State to win. Um, I thought it would be a close game, but Kentucky just come out and, you know, I think, I don't know, that may be their first 10-win season ever. If it's not, it's definitely the first 10-win season since, like, the 70s. So, uh, yeah, Kentucky is definitely my positive surprise team. Mm-hmm. My negative surprise team. 
It's my very own South Carolina Gamecocks uh, <laughs> who, came, who came out and laid a complete egg in the belt bowl. Yeah, I, don't I told know. you that wasn't going to happen. I don't know. Then. Yeah, but you didn't say it was going to happen like that. No, I did not. <laughs> I, I, don't know. I don't know if they were shopped out. I don't know if they took too many laps around the Charlotte Motor Speedway, but they just were not there uh, Saturday afternoon. And that was an absolutely embarrassing performance. And they – that's why they get two fizzies down. <laughs> two fizzies down. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, my uh, surprise good team and surprise bad team are all going to be in the same game. Okay. My surprise bad team is Georgia. <laughs> but wait, they didn't want to be there, remember? Oh, well, you know, they didn't <laughs> want to be there, but, you know, you still have to show up. Oh yeah, they didn't want to. They, 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 they were double digit favorites, and they probably should have been like a twenty point favorite. They were being really kind, and they just did not show up. They had they made the game a little closer with a garbage time touchdown, but Texas was just in control of that game the whole time. Like, oh yeah, it was not even. It was no dispute. Like, no. Texas Bevo came out of the came out of the stadium trying to get Uga, uh, and it was just bad from there. So yeah, uh, and. I mean, I know the score was what twenty eight, twenty one, but like you said, yeah. it was not even. I mean, like it that, was not even close. That last touchdown came with like less than a minute, thirty seconds left yeah. in the game. Like it was, gar- it was a garbage time to, uh, and it was like, there was like that game was that end of the game was just terrible. The ref, the refereeing that that tail end of the game was just god awful. So, so that's my negative team, my I, negative surprise team, and I, oh, and I have um. Oh, never mind. Go do your positive surprise. Never mind. So my, my positive <laughs> surprise kept me off and everything. <laughs> you, you said same games. After you finished talking about Texas, uh, Georgia, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so my positive team is Texas. Like, nobody gave them a shot. You know, they're like, oh, they're going up against the SEC team. You know, that and everybody was saying that they should have been in the playoff. Well, guess what? That's a three-loss three team. <laughs> yeah. Everybody thinks that should have been in the playoff. Good, Yeah, sh- good luck with that, folks. So, yeah, Texas just came in and socked Georgia in the mouth. I don't care if Georgia didn't want to be there. This is still a New Year's Six Bowl that any any team, like especially I, would love to be in on prime time. And, and, they, just lay, and they just laid out Georgia, and they shut up that SEC yeah. real quick and about that. As far as the whole excuse about, oh, well, Georgia didn't want to be there and all that good stuff, to me, that's a lazy excuse. When your that team loses a bowl, a bowl game, that's just a lazy excuse. It's yeah. like if that if you firmly believe that if Georgia fans firmly believe that their team just didn't want to be there, then they need to take a good hard look at Kirby Smart because mm-hmm. that's coaching. Coaching should have had them prepared and wanting to be there and motivated to be there. So I just think that's a lazy excuse. That's well, we we vote, we heard this after Alabama laid an egg in the Sugar Bowl against Oklahoma a couple years back. Mm-hmm. And they're all like, oh, we shouldn't even be in here. You know, the kick six, you know, if it wasn't for the kick six, we'd be in the national title game, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, so what? You guys not only lost, but you all lost big. And, and even though, like, it wasn't nearly as bad for Georgia, Georgia, it still was a bit pretty embarrassing way to show out. Like, you're, you're, you were saying these last two, three weeks since they announced the top four teams are going to the playoff, that you guys should be in it, you guys should be in it, and then you guys just – you know how you know how you shut up that criticism by showing up in the bowl game, and it just do, did not happen. Do what TCU did a few years ago. Oh yeah, when they when a lot of people were saying they got stiffed, 
they played in the bowl game that uh, I don't know which bowl. It might have been Sugar Bowl against uh, TC uh, against Ole Miss. Yeah, and they just beat the absolute hell out of them. Mm-hmm. That's how you make a statement. You don't yeah. make a statement about we don't want to be here and then laying an egg. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't know. Maybe this is something for Georgia Georgia to build off of. You know, hopefully, you know they get a little irritated of the way they showed up, but. There's no way with the talent that Georgia had that they that Texas should have even been in the building. Not say not knocking anything on Texas because they they still have talent there, but Georgia, you know, as much hype as we've been having on on them all year, you know, you would expect them to show up a little bit in this game. So, and I have one request after bowl season. And what's the bowl season? And that's what's that request? Can we not hear Central Florida Golden Knights and college football <laughs> playoffs in the same sentence? Anymore. I will shut up. I will shut up about it. I will say. I will only say this one thing though. If Mackenzie Milton was there, it probably would have been over. If, if LSU had four of its starters playing, it would. They would have won by five touchdowns. I mean, well, you know, whatever. You, you got to play. You got to play what you, you got to play the card you're dealt, man. God. But uh. So. Let's get on with Fluffy's punishment for losing bowl bowl game because you know I only lost by what one or two two games and actually games, actually so. right after the uh, right after the belt bowl you had you had taken a one game lead but then yeah, I, just, but, I just collapsed after that yeah then um, Michigan 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 State and Central Florida were the ones that did you in yep. Uh, but the final, now we didn't do the Celebration Bowl, which was the very first bowl. Um, so the final is I had 23 bowl wins to 15 losses, and you had 21 bowl wins to 17 losses. So, still above 500. I mean, still, oh, yeah, still, I mean, solid. It's not like, it's not like you just went in there and, you know, laid, yeah. I didn't pull a Georgia. Yeah, you didn't want to be, <laughs> I didn't even want to be in the bowl challenge. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but uh so here's what i want you to do okay very simple and you may need the help of uh you, know, you may need the help of your wife on this one okay i want to see you with maybe a little blush a little foundation maybe go some lipstick if you want to okay and a dress simply holding a sign that says i suck at picking college bowl games <laughs> that, that's it i want you to take a picture of that and post it to but our I'll... social media okay <laughs> that could be done uh, i thought about having you do something out in public but then i was like no nah, i don't want him to get arrested so <laughs> yeah well i will have to talk to the wife about that yeah so, yeah a deal a deal is a deal yeah so, so i mean you can you can you can record your um you can, if you want to, take pictures of your journey of of, of you putting the makeup on. And... <laughs> oh, jeez! All right. Well, I will have to. <laughs> it will be posted by next week. By next week, and... I'm not going to give you a deadline. You do it. You do it when you feel comfortable, Fluffy. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know you've been looking forward to this the last couple of days. So, <laughs> but that is the end of college football season for us. We will recap the national game, and, and we will take. You know, we'll also, you know, get get. We'll also, you know, get ready for National Signing Day. And yeah, we'll also, yeah, we'll have some recruiting coverage and stuff like that. Yeah, so you know, any big news that comes across college football every week, and we'll hey, still put out. And hey, we're only about three months away from spring training. 
Yeah. So, spring ball is coming up, baby. Yeah. It's almost spring ball. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so that is it for college football for us until next week. Now we are going to touch on NFL playoffs. So, you know, we usually talk about college football, but me and Barton are still football fans. So yeah. we're going to get into, you know, college, college football is pretty much over except for the national title game. Let's get into the uh, NFL playoffs. You know, first game lined up is in, uh, Indianapolis versus Houston. You know, that's a that's a rival rivalry game. Mm-hmm. You know, they they split during the season. Who do you see winning this game and why? Um, I'm gonna go with the Colts. Okay. Okay. Just simply because I mean, you know, I have nothing but respect for Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins in that offense, and just I mean, mm-hmm. even you know, if people. People, you know, they the, what the zero and three start or something like yeah. that, and they come back and and win the division. Uh, but the Colts, I mean, one and five left for dead, and mm-hmm. and just to come back and probably be the hottest team in the NFL that really no one's talking about. I mean, they you know, yeah. they're talking about them, but they're not. I think people kind of lose sight when you see them at they ten. They forgot and six. about them yeah. until last week. Yeah, so I uh, I think. Uh, you know, and and they they beat Houston. They beat Houston one of their games this year. So I'm just mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with uh I'm gonna go with Indianapolis. They're gonna be my darlings. They're gonna be your darlings. Yeah, they're gonna be my my Cinderellas, if you will. Okay, so I'm gonna go opposite to you on this one. I'm gonna go Houston, and just for the fact that I think you know Houston that they, they're gonna be at home for one. Yeah. So that I think that then then playing at home in the playoffs always seems to be a huge difference for them. They are. That stadium gets so amped up, and they have been so good. I think this is one of the years that they can end up make sneaking their way into the Super Bowl this year because they have the offense to finally back up that defense. And the defense, you know, from top to bottom is still one of the very best. You know, you got J.J. Watt, who's on a comeback play. If it wasn't for Andrew Luck this year, he would be comeback player of the year because Andrew Luck is, you know, he, he has been playing lights out. Nothing against Andrew Luck, not, not against him, uh, p- picking against him because, you know, He's been lights out this year. You know, he doesn't have the full cast like he, he, he like most other quarterbacks do have. You know, mm-hmm. all he has to really throw to is T.Y. Hilton. Eric Ebron has really popped yeah, up. Yeah, he, he's year. come on strong this year. You know, where was that? You know, Detroit fans are like, where the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> so, but, you know, Andrew Luck will make any receiver look good. So, you know, I'm going to go, but I'm going to go with Houston just for the fact that I think, I think Jadavion Clowney and J.J. Watt, you know, could – you know, collapse that pocket on Andrew Luck, and they can make some real mayhem on him. Because uh, I, I don't know. I just think the defense for Houston ends up prevailing against uh, Indianapolis this week. Okay. All okay. right. So going on from that, we're going to go to Seattle versus Dallas. You know, that's a – I don't know. Seattle is just one of those teams, like, they don't have the Legion of Boom anymore. But they just – Russell Wilson, man, that just – that dude just still – that dude just puts the team on his back. So who do you yeah. got in this game? Um I, I'm gonna go Dallas. Yeah, uh, simply just simply because, like what you said, they don't have the Legion of Boom anymore. Um, Dallas is six and one when mm-hmm. Ezekiel Ezekiel Elliott gets the ball twenty times or more, and Seattle has allowed almost five yards of carry from opposing running backs. So mm-hmm. I think that uh, I think that this is going to be one of those. You know, run the ball on first and second down, throw it if you have to on third down type games yeah. for Dallas. Uh, and then Dallas's defense has just they they've really just they it's it's a resurgence of yeah, the defense. Yeah, that, they there got. you go. I'm trying that's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, it's 
uh, something like sixth or something. They're definitely in the top ten in fewest points given up in the NFL. Uh, they have a top five rush defense. I I just think that I I just think that they're gonna uh, they're gonna pull this one out at home too. Mm-hmm. Um, that place is gonna be rocking. You know, all the the loudmouth cowboy fans will be be <laughs> being yeah. full force that day. So I think yeah. I'm gonna go with Dallas on that one. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go with Dallas, too, as much as I was just, you know, hyping up Russell Wilson. <laughs> you know, they're going up against, you know, that linebacking core that Dallas has, you know, with Jalen Smith and uh, what's his name? Van Kyle Van Der Esch. God, that Boise State guy. Yeah, that, yeah, that dude's good. <laughs> you know, he got he, – so many Cowboys fans got booed him so hard when he got drafted. I'm like, give the kid a chance. The guy looks great on film. And, you know, because Sean Lee, again, was hurt this year, you know, and you, they couldn't depend on him. And this kid, you know, over 100 tackles could very easily be defensive rookie of the year this year. Mm-hmm. And that defense, you know, and yeah, you know, Dak hasn't looked great. But, you know, last I saw, I was watching the game last week with uh, the Cowboys playing the Giants. And yeah, it was a meaningless game. You know, Zeke wasn't playing. But I think the fact that Zeke sat out actually showed me more what Dak has to prove is that he led a game winning drive at the end of the game that, you know, Nobody would have saw him doing that, you know, all season doing that kind of thing. So, you know, he threw 40-plus passes, you know, over 300 yards, like four touchdowns. I think – and, like I said, Seattle just doesn't have – you know, they have they have a talented linebacking core and some good defensive line. But the secondary there, Amari Cooper, I think will have a huge game for Dallas. So, I'm going to pick Dallas in this game. Yeah. So, we're we're in agreement on that one. All right, so next we're going to L.A., the Los Angeles Chargers going against going into Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baltimore handed them a lot a couple weeks ago. How do you think – how do you feel like uh, uh, L.A. Uh, responds in this game? Um, this is tough because Lamar Jackson, while quarterbacking-wise, hasn't looked great. Uh, you know, as far as like a passer, hasn't looked great. He's, he's kind of changed – he's revolutionized their offense well, with, yeah, with his you know, legs. And – I don't know. Um, the Chargers get Hunter Henry back, which could be big. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think at some point in time, uh, Lamar Jackson is going to have to throw the ball. I mean, yeah. sure, he's going to get his on the ground, but I just yeah. feel like at some point in time, he's going to have to throw the ball. And I'm not saying he can't. I'm just saying we really haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. So... And, and I think I think Philip Rivers is due for some some love from the playoff. Yeah. <laughs> so so I, I'm gonna go with the Chargers. I'm gonna go with the Chargers in a close one though, because like I said, I just I, it's all about if they bottle up if they bottle up Lamar Jackson, Baltimore's offense isn't gonna be able to do anything. And you know, as good as Baltimore's defense has gotten since the season started, you know they they started pretty good, and then there was like a lull there where they weren't very good mm-hmm. but in the past few weeks they've 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 gotten back to a typical baltimore defense but yeah i, I still i'm just i'm gonna have to go with the chargers in this one i'm gonna have to go with uh with philip rivers and the chargers <laughs> okay well i'm gonna go i'm gonna agree with you again on this one um like i said lamar Je- like you said lamar jackson is you know they've gone away from you know check down charlie jet is joe flacco you know where he just stands solely in the pocket and you know dumps it off to the running back you know, I've been saying this for years that ever since he got that big paycheck that, you know, they just need to go get away from him. And they finally did drafting Lamar Jackson. I think he will be 
a very good quarterback for them. And, you know, after, you know, getting rid of Joe Flacco. Mm-hmm. But he, he, like you said, he does have to learn to pass the ball a little bit more. And they saw it once, they saw it a couple weeks ago. And I think that kind of like surprised them. I don't think it surprises them this week. I think they bottle him up. They think to keep him in the pocket and they try to make him, they make them, make him beat them passing the ball. And I don't think he can do that. You know, they got a very talented secondary. I think Joey Bosa gets there for a couple sacks this week. Um, and like you said, I think Melvin Gordon is going to be the key for this game because the more he's going to be like the Zeke, uh, Ezekiel Elliott for Dallas. The more you give him the ball, the more good things are going to come for for your team. And uh, I think I think San Diego pulls this one off. So, moving on from that, we're going to go the defending champion Philadelphia Eagles. They're going to Soldier Field to play the Chicago, the upstart Chicago Bears team. And this is going to be an interesting game because you know. Philadelphia, they 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 kind of snuck into the playoffs there. They they, they they remind you a lot of last year's Philadelphia team. I a mean, little bit. I mean, all, bit. all the way down to the Carson Wentz injury. <laughs> yep, <laughs> a little bit. But do you think they can beat this very talented Chicago Bears uh, team? Mm. Not even defense, just Mm-mm. whole team. Mm-mm. No, I'm gonna go with Chicago. Um, like you said, Khalil Max. Max, good lord, Khalil Mack, uh, Akeem Nix, Kyle Fuller, those guys. That defense is awesome. Eddie Jackson has been playing lights out. This well, year the only too, thing man. with that though is Eddie Jackson's questionable. That's the only reason I didn't mention him is because yeah. he's he's questionable for this game. But I just think I just think that defense is going to keep the Philadelphia offense in bay. And mm-hmm. and Matt Nagy knows how to use uh, Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, you can yeah. say what you want about him as an actual NFL quarterback or what have you, but Matt Nagy knows how to use him. And, people forget this is only his second year yeah. in the league. So. And, and this is – I mean, it's, you. some people say as far as the NFL offense, it's a smoke and mirrors offense, but it gets the job done, you know? So. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a reason why they, they're, they're the number three seed. They could have easily been a number two seed uh, with another loss by uh, L.A. or so. And look, look this is a funny stat. Uh, I just looked this up. The Bears – are ninth most points in the NFL, but they have the twenty first in ranked yards. So they're, they're <laughs> hey, but, they can score points. Hey, that's, that's what win games. Yards don't win football games. Yep. So I, yeah, I'm. Gonna, you could be you could be the worst defense letting up yardage, but if you're only let if you're letting up the least amount of points, that's all that matters. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna go with uh I'm gonna go with Chicago in this one. I I. I mean, I, I think Philadelphia can win the game. I mean, they like you said, they've gotten on a little hot streak. You know, Nick Foles is playing well. It, it reminds mm-hmm. you, it reminds you a little bit of the team that won the Super Bowl last year. But I just don't think that it's the same. I just don't think they have the same magic. I just think that no. at the end of the day, Chicago's a better team, and I think Chicago's going to win the game. Yeah, I'm gonna go with you on Chicago, and I, it's hard to go against Philly, but the only, the reason for me why I'm not gonna pick Philly is that. They are so banged up in the, for running backs that they're mm-hmm. just pulling guys off the street to play running back. You know, they lost, you know, Corey, Corey Clement, uh, Jay Ajayi, and Darren Sproles, you know, he can only do so much for them. You know, I just don't see them being able to, to stay healthy. Like, they have to establish a ground game because, you know, they're going to get the Nick Foles, and that's going to – and Cleo Mack is already, like, gonna have Nick Foles' number like embedded in his fucking chest. Yeah. 
So, so looking at it, the first round, we're all on board with except for Indy and Houston. Yeah. So going off of that, we both were. Who is your Super Bowl picks with this set of playoff teams? Who are you seeing? And give me reasons why for each team. Um, for the NFC, I'm I'm going with the New Orleans Saints. I, yeah. I still think at the end of the day that you know, despite you know, despite looking kind of sloppy there towards the end of the season, you know, the loss to Dallas and everything, I still think that overall they're the most complete team. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got good quarterback play. They got two good running backs. They have uh, – I mean, they got Michael Thomas. You know, the receiving core is average. But I, I think for the most part for, – for one of these teams that play so much high-powered offense, I think they also complement it with decent defense. So, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with New Orleans for, out of the NFC. Okay. Um, out of the AFC, I – Man, it's hard to go. Yeah. It's hard to go against New England, isn't it? Well, while you but, think about that, I'll give you my NFC. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually, I can I want to go with New Orleans, but their defense has not looked really well. And if you can stop that run running game that uh, New Orleans has, I'm not saying that Drew Brees can't win it for you because he clearly can. He has in the past, but I think Dallas gave you the the formula how to beat them. Yeah. I'm not saying that they're going to win it. I'm not saying that Dallas is going to uh, beat uh, New Orleans. I think if Chicago can get a head-to-head matchup with New Orleans, I think they win that ball game. Okay. And so, and I, so that would mean that Chicago would have to play the Rams and beat them, which I feel like they can do that too. Because they, because the Rams are really dependent on getting Todd Gurley going. Boy, that's a and, that's a tough that's a tough road there, isn't it? That's for the oh Bears. Yeah. I mean, you got the defending Super Bowl champs, then you have, you would have the Rams and the Saints. Yeah, <laughs> all the and you know the Rams would be you know, and it's not going to be any home field advantage for them regardless in this situation. Because if if this was in if they had gotten a bye week, you know, to play in Soldier Field. Oh, it would have been an easy road for them. Yeah, you know, teams going up to Chicago to play a game, but I, there's something about the Chicago team. They they are just clicking, and they're starting to click at the right time. That defense is just so it's reminding you of those old Brian Urlacher type led defenses, and I think they can end up uh, defense wins championships, and I think they'll end up getting to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Okay. I can. So so your pick out of the NFC is the cheap. Uh, the damn uh the Bears. Yes. Okay. So, um, so who's your AFC team? AFC. Uh, I'm. I'm just going to go with Kansas City. Mm-hmm. I, I think at the end of the day, yes, their defense is terrible. I mean, they're yeah. dead last ranked defense in the country. Uh, in damn, in the country in the, in the NFL. But I, I think I'm just going to. I think they just have too much firepower on offense. Um, mm-hmm. Andy Reid. He he can get to the Super Bowl. I mean, it's been shown he got to the Super Bowl with with uh, Philadelphia. So I think I'm, I'm reluctantly going with Kansas city simply because I just, it's so damn hard to go against Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. But, mm-hmm. but that's, that's what I'm going to do. I got a Kansas city, new Orleans, Super Bowl. You got Kansas city. See, you're going for, you know, those teams at the bye weeks, you know, both of which have sketchy defenses. I'm going with teams. I'm going with teams. that have good defenses. 
defense wins championships. But offense so, wins games. That that is true. <laughs> but you know, the Bears, you know, like you said, they can put up points. I'm going with Houston. Mm-hmm. I'm going with Houston because they have enough offense. You know, as banged up as their receiving core is, as long as you put somebody to distract somebody, you know, for DeAndre Hopkins just for a little bit, Deshaun Watson is going to get him the ball. You know, they got yeah. Lamar. They got Lamar Miller. He's starting to get healthy again. You know, he took a couple of weeks off. You know, and uh, towards the end of the season, to get you know because he's a little banged up. You know, he he solidifies a run game and that defense. Like I said earlier, I think they could, they have enough to win, and I feel like they have enough to get the Texans to the Super Bowl. Well, I, I, all right. Let me ask you this though. Hmm. All right, serious question about Houston. Serious question. How are they going to get to the Super Bowl after they lose to Indianapolis Saturday? Oh yeah, because you pick against them. <laughs> I mean, we'll see. We'll, yeah, we'll see. see. We will see tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, we will see. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll know about seven o'clock tomorrow, I guess. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all we got for you guys this week, folks. I hope you enjoyed the show. You know, um, you know, we touched on you know some college football like we usually do, but we're now starting to get into the NFL season. So, well, you know, the back end of the NFL season, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But like we said, we will still touch up on NFL, uh, college football uh, until, like, you know, football season comes back again. But we will, we will start, you know, branching out a little bit, you know. Give us suggestions on our pages on Twitter and on Facebook about uh, what you guys like to hear, like, as far as sports-wise, you know, March Madness coming up, all that, NBA, you know, MOB coming up here soon. Let us know on our pages. Um, but for uh, Philip Fizzy Barton, I am Drew Fluffy Coach. You guys have a great weekend. You know, stay safe out there. Drink responsibly. Take it easy, guys.